0: All right, good morning, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins fall to the Giants yesterday, 5-2. They do not complete the three-game sweep. Marlins fall to 10-9 and on the season. What did we learn? We learned that two out of three against Arizona, two out of three against San Francisco, got to keep that head up. I know there were some opportunities in that 10th inning to win that game uh, on Wednesday, but you got to take away from the two series wins and Miami just playing really good baseball right now. All right, as always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff.
1: So back with you at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins could not sweep the San Francisco Giants, although they do win another series. Unfortunately, the Giants salvage a game in this three-game weekday set this afternoon. They beat the, uh, they fall to the Giants. Giants beat them by a final score of five to two. For the Giants, five runs, seven hits, no errors, and for the Marlins, two runs, ten hits. Uh, the big mark for me this afternoon: the Marlins leave fifth runners on base. When it's all said and done, they were 2 for 16 with runners in scoring position. Rod, we usually start with the pitching, but let's start with the offense. They had some chances in the ninth and the 10th. Bases loaded, 1 out, bottom 10. Couldn't capitalize in the striking number there. Uh, not very good with runners in scoring position, a department that they've been sensational at the last week.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much how they've won uh, most of their ball games uh, dating back to uh, last week, and it's one of the reasons why they would won Uh, Six out of their last seven. But for whatever reason today, the bats just kind of went stone cold. Not really anybody was able to get loose. And if you gave Kapler, he was intentionally uh, walking guys and pitching around guys. I mean, I kind of like this new brand of baseball. We're starting to see hitting and running and guys are bunting for base hits. But uh, the Marlins struck out too many times today. I think they struck out 15 times today as a team. Uh, which is a very high number in that you're just not going to get it done when you're striking out at a clip like that.
1: Ended up being 16, so you're right, Ugh. though. That's a, it's a lot of strikeouts this afternoon. For the Marlins pitching staff, they struck out um, 11 again. So some missed opportunities late in the game. Uh, credit to Alex Cobb, very good for five innings. And uh, felt like a spring training game. Each side used six relievers. We saw 14 pitchers this afternoon. Uh, both managers just about emptied their benches, so uh, it was a pretty crazy day uh, here at Lone Depot Park. When it's all said and done, the Giants win 5-2. to two. Uh, On the pitching front, let's start with Trevor. I mean, uh, probably uh, some cause for concern there. Left forearm tightness, that's uh, a little concerning. He left after
2: three-plus innings. Always a little concerned uh, when it's the left forearm. We had no indication that it was a forearm because they didn't talk about it. They didn't touch it. They didn't feel his arm at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, we thought it may have been uh, the back, the way that he was twisting. But uh, uh, they're going to side on the side of caution, uh, err on the side of caution with Trevor. And they're going to make sure that he's okay. And if he has to uh, spend some time on the injured list, uh, we'll just hope that he gets back soon. And... uh how about the relievers again today? I mean, I know Smeltzer did struggle in the 11th inning, but all in all, the, the relieving corps was sensational again. Well, they did their job. I mean, they put themselves into a position to win the game. They had a runner on third, uh, less than two outs in the bottom half of the 10th inning with the bases loaded, and uh, they couldn't come up with a sacrifice fly or a base hit to win the particular game. And then Smeltzer came into the game, and they weren't going to lose, use Floral today. They weren't going to lose, uh, use Puck today. So just one of those kind of games. and. They'll look back and realize they should have won this ball game, but at the same time, it's tough to sweep a big league team. And perspective is key for the Marlins' three consecutive series wins. They've won four of their last five. We will go to Cleveland.
1: The Marlins will have a
2: record of 10-9. and nine. Yeah, day off tomorrow in Cleveland. Pack your coats, that's for sure, and you're absolutely right. Um, you got to go to Cleveland. That's a good team over there. It's the Guardians. They kind of play the same brand of baseball that the Marlins play. They run a lot. They they hit and run. Terry Francona's a really good manager. It's not going to be easy. The Guardians are a good team. And you always look good, but you've got to look even better for TV, I assume, this weekend. <laughs> I huh? sure
1: do. I'll see you soon, though, bud. All right, bud. Thank you. All right, Giants win this ball game 5-2. to two. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this game today. The Giants struck first in the fourth thanks to Darren Ruff. Three and two, swinging a high fly ball, hit deep left center field. De La Cruz is going back. He's out of the warning track. He's off the wall. It bangs off the wall. It's rattling on the warning track in left center field. Turning the bag at third, heading home is Flores. He's going to score, and the Giants have a 1 0 lead on the Darren Ruff RBI double here in the fourth. And it would stay that way until the bottom of the fifth inning. The Marlins had a runner on base, and Garrett Cooper was at the plate. Pitch to Coop is swung on and drilled through the left side to base hit. Hampson takes a wide turn at third. He'll score easily. It's 1-1 to here in the bottom of the fifth. And after that, it was quiet until the 11th. I mean, pretty darn crazy. Credit to the Marlins pitching staff again. Rogers had to come out. Soriano tossed two shutout innings. Barnes worked an easy sixth. Nardi and Brazoban combined to team up in the seventh. Uh, Brazoban took care of the eighth. Tanner Scott uh, came in in the ninth inning. And uh, up to that point, the Marlins bullpen was sensational. uh, Where it unraveled, unfortunately, with puck and Floro unavailable, Devin Smeltzer came into the ballgame for the Marlins in the top of the 11th inning. The ghost runner at second base was Tyro Estrada, and the leadoff man was Wilmer Flores. He bounced out to third, so you're thinking an immediate out. That's really good news, especially with that free runner at second base. Unfortunately for, uh, for uh, Smeltzer, the next man following Flores was Michael Conforto. Here's the pitch. Conforto swings. It's a high fly ball deep to right center field. Jazz is on the run. He's at the wall. He's running out of room, and it's gone. So Conforto put the Giants up 3-1, to and three batters later, Mike Yastrzemski with VR at second base really, really put the finishing touches on this game for the Giants today. Here's the 1-1 pitch. we got a high drive, deep to right field. If it's fair, it's trouble. It is fair, and it's gone. That is the second two-run homer by the San Francisco Giants in the top of the 11th inning, and they have a 5-1 lead. And that brought Sean Jelly into the ballgame for the San Francisco Giants. They had a 5-1 lead. In the bottom of the 11th inning, Avi Garcia was the pinch runner, the ghost runner at second base, and the leadoff man in the bottom of the 11th inning for the Marlins was John Birdie. 1-0 pitches hit over the bag at first down the right field line. John Birdie is on his horse. He'll go to second base. Scoring easily from second is Avi Garcia. And immediately on two pitches, the Marlins get a run back here in the bottom of the 11th. It's 5-2. Following the Birdie RBI double, Nick Fortes was called out on strikes on a fastball. That was about three balls above the strike zone. So uh, he had to take a seat. Garrett Hampson walked, so there was first and second with one out. Jazz Chisholm Jr. struck out when Taylor Rogers, the lefty, came in the game. So there was still first and second uh, with two out at that juncture. Garrett Cooper came to the plate. He was hit by a pitch, and that loaded the bases in the bottom of the 11th inning. Uh, a double, anything down the line, extra bases would tie it. The tying run was on base in the bottom of the 11th inning, and the winning run at the plate was Luisa Rice. Rogers comes set. Here's the pitch, swing a ground ball, hit towards first on the back, Candace Flores, he has it, he flips it to Rogers, who steps on the bag, and the ball game is over. The San Francisco Giants beat the Miami Marlins by a final score of 5-2, and they salvage the finale at Lone Depot Park today. And that's all she wrote from Lone Depot Park this afternoon. For the Miami Marlins, they struck out 11 San Francisco Giants today. That means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative.
0: Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's now head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following yesterday's 5-2 loss to the San Francisco Giants get the
2: close ball game pretty much the whole way through had some
3: chances there at the end how would you sum this one up tough one yeah I mean we had our chances um the right guys up at the right time felt like you know I'm I'm comfortable with anybody up in bases loaded situation and felt really good about you know the double steal there uh knowing that they're probably going to walk Solaire and you know DLCs come through um you know time and time again for us and has been, you know, one of our better hitters. So felt really good about that matchup um, and, you know, just, we just didn't come through. So it wasn't lack of trying. I know they probably all wanted to walk off, but um, you know, t- tough one not to score right there.
2: For Trevor, um, any further updates on him? Kind of what's your level of concern?
3: Yeah. Anytime you pull someone out in the third, uh, fourth, whatever it was, um, you know, you don't like, you don't love to do that. Um, he said he could keep going and, Again, it's just like I'm just not trying to push anybody to keep going when there's some, you know, forearm tightness. So um, I I didn't feel comfortable just trying to have him battle through it.
2: Have you spoken to him about when when maybe this started to pop up for him? Was
3: I haven't something? talked to him since we pulled him out. So we'll find all that out once I uh, get out of here. Yeah.
1: Yes. You know, don't make me know the severity. I knew we heard tightness, but just. If he has to go on the IL, what sort of? I think Castano just went on the IL for the minor leagues. What, what sort of could be the game
3: plan? Uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Yeah, I, I don't know yet. We let me. Uh, we have to talk with Trevor and our medical staff and MRI and you know that whole deal. But um, you know we'll figure that out in the next couple of days. Was
2: it something that particular that caught your guys' attention? I know his velo was a little bit down or stalling.
3: Yeah. Something. No. That that inning was. Um, uh, we looked at his his warm up pitches and just didn't look right and uh stott actually went down below or the other side of the dugout because it just did it felt there was like some sort of he was disconnected uh in his mechanics and he came back and just you know was like hey heads up i don't i don't know what's doesn't look right you know something looks off and then a couple pitches later stalling's went out there and here we are Yeah. you mentioned the double steal. was that called for or are they
0: kind of playing the double steal and the
3: I it's there um, unless I put a hold on. Um, yeah, there's there's reasons behind why we go. Uh, there's value in the double steal right there. Second, and third, bring the infield in with, you know, the middle of the order up. Um, so, again, we're we're comfortable with Solaire and DLC. The, the ball is really good. I mean, he's throwing hundred mile an hour cutters by the way. So that's not an, an easy, um, at at bat, um, for anybody left right doesn't matter where you are in the order but. You know, getting second third or bases loaded we felt there's you know value getting a guy on third base and a lot of ways to score when you have a guy on third base pass ball you know infield hit that type of stuff you know trying to get two hits off you know the ball is not easy so um, that that was our our best chance we thought to score
0: I just meant like if you had called for the double steal or if it was kind of jazz going
3: and, and yeah there's <laughs> There's um, there's there there's hold signs and there's go signs and uh, he was not held there. Um,
0: on that play, did you did it look to you like Jazz was interfered with at third base after the ball got away,
3: or were, were, did you uh, interfered like, where uh, at third base with, by J D Davis when the ball got away.
0: No. You beat two out of three against Arizona, two out of three against San Fran. How, how would you still assess this home stand-up today? It was obviously tough, but just overall.
3: Yeah, you try to win each series. That's the goal. Um, so, yeah, tough, tough team over there. They match up really well. Cobb's not easy. Um, you know, we kind of stole the first game, uh, you know, with Solera Homer. So... Um, yeah we faced some tough pitching and Cobb was on today he's throwing 96 mile hour sinkers that were going all kinds of different directions with a good split um our pitching was again really good our bullpen was as good as you can get uh you know the entire series um you know held into one run for 10 innings or so and um you know we just we had um uh, guys on base we just couldn't get that that one big hit and so, you know, that's that, that happens. Uh, you know, I'll take my chances with that, that part of the order, um, you know, with bases loaded any day of the week. The ball's really good. There's a reason why he's he's their closer and um, it's a really uncomfortable at bat and you know, he he made some good pitches when he had to. Credit to him. You mentioned before, like
2: you know, he
0: throws triple digits as a batter. Which well, is what can you try to do? You know, you see the infield, and what can you try to do?
3: It's, yeah, I mean, the goal is to get the ball in the air, but it's easier said than done. You know, when it's hundred, literally hundred miles an hour cutting, it's not a straight heater, um, and his slider is around 90 miles an hour. It's it's a it's a challenging at bat for lefties and righties. Um, so. You know, they use a big part of the field, Try to get them in. Um, we had a couple of times um, that, you know, we, uh, you know, had our chance and it just, you know, didn't happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's not like a trying. They, I'm sure everyone wanted to have a walk off and have their moment there. But, you know, credit to them. They they put the right pitchers uh, at the right time and, and the ball was really good.
0: You said you weren't able to get them in today, obviously, but you guys had your chances and, and you've been pretty clutch lately after the sixth inning. Can you talk about the level of confidence you guys had today, even though you didn't get them in and, and you fad had over the last eight
3: games or so. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants that opportunity to walk off for your team. Um, and so, you know, there, even though Cobb was going, you know, and our starter, you know, left early, we still felt really good because again, our bullpen kept us in the game. And, you know, when you bring in arm after arm like that and, keep putting up zeros you know our we just feel good about our offense that they're going to come through at some point and you keep putting traffic on the bases I know it's cliche that, you know, traffic, you hear all the time, but it, it's it's real. Like, you know, you're just, you know, a hit away, a pass ball away, something when you have guys on second or third. Um, and uh, so that's why we felt good about it. We have speed on our team. We have guys that are good hitters. And um, we've seen, you know, a couple home runs this series that have really been a game changer for us. And so it doesn't matter, you know, where we were at in the order or guys coming off the bench. We felt like somebody was going to come through. Didn't happen today, but we still feel really good about it
0: early
1: in the season so obviously Flora and Puckett on back to back is there a circumstance maybe like
0: in August or whatever that you might be tempted to let them go 3 days
3: in a row yeah that that's way down the line yeah i, I couldn't do that the first month of the season <laughs> i don't love doing back to backs in general this early um but, you know, that's, that's where we're at in these tight games. And like I've said it before, when there's games to be won, you go for it. Um, in a tie game, it didn't really make too much sense to try to go there anyways. I had them down today. And, you know, what, Braz and Scott did great again. So, um, you know, Barnsey did great. And so, I, you know, I just, Soriano did great. I mean, there's, there's guys that we've been putting in spots that have never been in those situations before. And they keep stepping up against really good major league hitters. And, you know, when you continue to do that, you feel like you have a chance to break through. And, you know, it just didn't happen today.
0: I think there was a lot of frustration on both sides with the balls and strikes and that kind of stuff. But how do you keep the guys in the dugout focused on on, on the game plan and not get distracted by um, what's being called by
3: the umpire? Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the game. You know, that's that's the human element that's uh part of the game and you can let that affect, you know, the rest of your bad uh, bat and the rest of your game and when there's high leverage spots, I mean there's a lot of pressure out there. You're fighting for your life and you know, when calls don't go your way it, it's tough and but you know what what can you do? There's nothing that you can do about it. And the, the guys that are, you know, really good major leaguers and really good major league hitters, they just move on to the next pitch because it's it's over. There's nothing you can do. Um, You know both sides and it's tough to um, as a hitter to just let it keep happening No doubt and you can you know, you know say what you want to say, but um, you got to stay in the game, too and that's you know that There's value staying in the game and um, But I think there's there's human element. They're not they're not perfect at all and um, You know, we're not perfect either. So, you know, we continue to stay in the strike zone over 162 uh, You know, we'll be okay. Thanks.
0: All right OK, that was Skip Schumacher. We are off to Cleveland this afternoon as the Marlins open up a series against the Cleveland Guardian. It's going to be a 7-10 first pitch on Friday. I've got Marlins on deck at 6-40. Thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.